بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد respected friends and elders the amount of good deeds the amount of nafil ibadah generally that the Muslim ummah engages in during the month of Ramadan is not found during the other 11 months of the year in addition to the general fara'id and the faraz obligations that are upon us throughout the year like the five daily salah and other obligations in the month of Ramadan we engage in much more additional ibadah when it comes to the fast when it comes to standing up at night in salah in the taraweeh tawfiq for tahajjud salat many people mashallah throughout the month and especially in the last ten nights and the odd nights of the last ten nights Tilawat of Qur'an, charity, dhikr of Allah, durood sharif, adapting our character, being kind, being considerate. A lot of these a'mal come to the fore during the month of Ramadan. And to actually be rewarded for any deed, to actually be rewarded for any deed, the intention is absolutely essential. Perhaps from among the most famous, famous of hadiths is the hadith إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ Where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said that actions will only be rewarded according to the intentions. This hadith is so important, some ulama have labeled it one fat of Islam. One hadith, but it has got to do with quarter of our deen. Such a big portion, 25% of deen is linked to this hadith. Some ulama mention that it is linked to the entire deen. And if it depends from which angle we look at it. Because everything you do, you have to have the correct intention. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah started his Bukhari Sharif, his masterpiece, the greatest or the most authentic book authored by men. Started that entire collection of hadith with this hadith, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ And many other ulama thereafter followed suit that they first mentioned this hadith. Why? Because even in, a, in the ibadat of ilm, ilm is also a ibadah. From the beginning your niyyat should be correct, your intention should be correct. Then you will achieve the rewards promised by Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Abdul Rahman ibn Mahdi rahimahullah, who was a great alim of the second century, mentions that this hadith has to be at the beginning of every chapter of knowledge. Not every book, every chapter. A book consists of many chapters. So if you are discussing taharat, wudu, ghusl, etc., this hadith must be at the beginning. Why? Because we need to rectify our intention there too. If you are discussing salah, then this hadith should be at the forefront. You are discussing the fast, then this hadith has to be in front. You are discussing zakat, this hadith must be in front. Now during the last ten nights of Ramadan, many people are in i'tikaf. The topic of i'tikaf, then first your niyyat must be correct. That is how important this hadith is and that is how important tasheehun niyyah. Rectifying our intention is. The acts of ibadah, some of them are such 
that it will not be valid without an intention, obviously. You want to read salah, you must have the intention that you are reading salah. You want to fast, you must have the intention that you are fasting. You cannot realize in the evening, I never eat the entire day, so I'll take it as if I kept a fast. You must have the intention to fast, etc. And thereafter, the, the expectation of reward. The expectation of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is linked to what we call ikhlasun niyyah. That you are doing the action solely for Allah, therefore you expect reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So rectifying the intention is to then achieve the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and acquire the reward from Allah. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu says that لا عمل لمن لا نية له There's no action if you've if you got no intention. وَلَا أَجْرَ لِمَنْ لَحْتِسَابَ له. And there will be no reward for that person who never expect reward. So whatever we are doing, we must expect the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Ramadan, so much of deeds, so much of actions, mashallah. We have to ensure that every action was done only for the sake of Allah and with expectation of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. Therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in several hadiths that, that discuss the a'mal of Ramadan, mentions this quality or this, the importance of and the concept of ihtisab, expecting reward from Allah. مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا That person who fasts in Ramadan, whilst believing it to be the command of Allah, وَاحْتِسَابًا and expecting reward from Allah. Then, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِ All his past sins will be forgiven. مَنْ قَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا That person who stands up in Ramadan, in salah at night, like taraweeh, tahajjud, etc. Again, Believing this to be part of our deen and from the side of Allah, wahtisaban, and with expectation of reward, we must want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah will grant us. Man qama laylat al-qadri imanan wahtisaban, that person who spends the night of qadr in ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again with this quality of iman and ihtisab. So expecting reward is labeled as ihtisab. To expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can only expect from Allah if we are doing that action to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, not for anybody else. Even the mundane activities, even the smallest of deeds, it is for us to get the rewards on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is for us to follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You get reward for it. The, during the month, and during the year in the ta'aleem, in the different lectures that we attend, we hear the virtues of so many deeds. For example, tilawat of Qur'an. We engage in so much in the month of Ramadan. Before reading Qur'an, do we make any intention? My beloved father, rahimahullah, used to make up to seven or ten intentions before making tilawat of Qur'an. Because the beauty of intention is, is such that the more intentions you make, the more you are rewarded. It's according to what you expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> so for example, we are reading Qur'an because it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are reading because it is the kalam of Allah. It is a kalam from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are reading Qur'an 
to fulfill the haqq of tilawat of Qur'an or to try and fulfill the haqq of reciting the Qur'an. It is a right on us to recite Qur'an. We are reading Qur'an to attain the rewards that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised. That for each letter you get ten rewards. We are reading Qur'an to attain the nur that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in the Qur'an. We are reading Qur'an because Qur'an is a shifa and a cure. So with this intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must cure my spiritual maladies and physical maladies. We are reading Qur'an because with tilawat of Qur'an, the shayateen and the evil jinn, etc. are chased away from us. These are seven intentions. For one, one deed that we are carrying out, we can make multiple intentions. Yes, when it comes to the farz actions, you're reading your fajr salah, two rakats, or you're reading zuhr, two or four rakats, then you can't say, you know what, I'm reading my zuhr also, I'm reading my asr also one time. That's farz. You can only do one for one. But when it comes to nafil deeds, then you can make multiple intentions. Generally, after making wudu, we are taught to read two rakats, tahiyyatul wudu. Tahiyyatul wudu is very rewarding. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned to Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu, O Bilal, what is that special action you are doing that I heard your footsteps in Jannah? Bilal was still walking on earth, but his footsteps were being heard in Jannah. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu said, O Nabi of Allah, I can't think of anything besides the fact that whenever my wudu breaks, I repeat my wudu. So one quality was, you always remain in wudu. And the second was, whenever I make a fresh wudu, then I read two rakat salah. Ulama have labeled this tahiyyatul wudu. <clears throat> so to read tahiyyatul wudu is very rewarding. So after making wudu, you came into the masjid. So you have to read two rakats tahiyyatul wudu. Then to read tahiyyatul masjid is also from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that as soon as we come in the masjid, the first thing we should do is read two rakats of nafil salah. Yes, the ideal is to read two rakats and then a separate two rakats and then a separate two rakats. For example, a person should read two rakats. It turns out that he's walking in the masjid and it's ishraq time. So he needs to read his ishraq salah. Or a little bit later in the morning, salatul duha, which we refer to as chast namaz. Or it is after maghrib, he wants to read awabin, for example. Or it is middle of the night, he wants to read tahajjud. In that one two rakats of nafil, he can make all these intentions. Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith Mawana Muhammad Zakariya rahimahullah under the explanation of the same hadith I quoted at the beginning إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِمْرِئِمَّا نَوَى The second statement of that hadith is and a man will be rewarded for whatever he intended. A man will be rewarded for whatever he intended. Under this part of the hadith Hazrat Shaykh rahimahullah and other commentators have mentioned this points out to what, I, what we are discussing now Labeled as ta'addudun niyat, having multiple intentions for your nafil deeds. This part is understood from the second sentence of this hadith that a man will, will be rewarded for ma nawa, whatever he intends, when it comes to the nafil a'mal. So, as I was saying, if you're reading faraz, then you can only have one intention. I'm reading my three rakats, faraz of Maghrib, of today. You can't say in this three rakats, I'm reading faraz of today, qaza of yesterday also. No. But in the nafil, the two rakats you were reading, you can have multiple intentions. And whatever the intention, inshallah, we expect reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accordingly. This is the concept of ihtisab, expecting the reward. 
And we spoke about this one aspect during the month previously also. فَضَائِلْكَ istihzar To have the fazilat of the action in front of you. When you are doing any action, have that fazilat and the virtue in front of you. We are reading Qur'an so that we can get that minimum times 10 reward for every harf, for every letter. You are reading a particular dua because you want that reward from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved father, rahimahullah, used to have the habit that when you are going past the bazaar, to remind everyone, whoever he was with, that read the dua for the bazaar, and you get one million sawabs. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, any person who while passing the bazaar marketplace, recites, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamd, yuhyi wa yumitu wa huwa hayyun la yamut, biyadihi al-khayr, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bestow him with one million rewards. One million of his minor sins will be forgiven. And one million stages raised in the akhirat. And one palace in jannat. For making the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the marketplace. And he would say, even if you're passing by, there's one store. That's also a place where things are being sold. There also you can read this dua. This is now when you have that fadila in front of you. Then you'll be looking and waiting for the opportunity. You know, I have the habit when we go to the bazaar and we remember to read the dua, to tell my children, let's make our million also. Let's make our million. In other words, one million reward every time you go. And the more you read, the more millions inshallah you can earn. But wording myself like that, let's make our million, is to remind them that we are doing it for ihtisab. We want to, we want to get the reward from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why we are doing this. So every action we are doing have that expectation of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has emphasized in many hadiths. There were ulama of the past who were approached to do certain deeds that give us a lecture, give us a dars of hadith. And he would say, wait, hold on. I first need to have the proper intention. Not now. And then after a while he would say, okay, let's, let us commence the dars now. Now I managed to, to rectify my intention. How often do we make intention? How often do we have that expectation of reward? Or is it we are doing it as a routine? After a certain salah, people are sitting and reading Quran, I'm also sitting and reading. We give charity, we are giving charity, we are standing in taraweeh, we are standing. Is it as a routine or is it we are doing it with this purposeful intention? That it is the command of Allah, the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I want my reward from Allah alone. And very important respected friends and elders is for us to be wary of shaitan. Shaitan will try and come and taint our intentions. Many a time we start a particular deed. Uh, we are, whether it be for example in a form of charity. We started with, the, with a pure intention. But after that shaitan will come. And he will tempt us to speak about our achievements. And to boast about what we gave. And I gave so much to this person. And I am supporting that particular institute. And I, mashallah, I, you know, ulama used to give an example of how shaitan tricks a person and robs you of your reward. That the brothers went to visit one sati who came back from hajj. So they went to visit him, they were sitting talking to him so that, 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 that father called out to the son, that son, bring the zamzam from my fifth hajj. Bring the zamzam that I brought from my fifth hajj. 
So when the ulama mentioned this as an example, they say, let's see, in one sentence, in one sentence, he gave up the reward of five hajj. Five hajj, what's the need to boast, what's the need to say the fifth hajj? What's the need to speak about that action? For you to protect that action, you need to keep it as secret as possible. So shaitan will come and try and taint that intention, that your intention will then change, that you do, now you want to impress others. This, on one hand, having the correct intention will yield you the, mo- the, 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 the highest of rewards. And on the other hand, having a tainted intention, corrupt intention, will rob you of all reward and take us far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam labeled this as a shirkul khafi, the subtle shirk. Shirk is to ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having the wrong intention, doing things to impress people around you and to impress others is one form of shirk. Because our ibadah is supposed to be solely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you are engaging in that ibadah to impress the next man. So na'udhu billah, you have ascribed a partner to Allah. Instead of impressing Allah, you want to impress somebody else as well. So ashraqta ghayra rabbik, you have, you, have, you have included somebody else as a partner to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is a major sin. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith of Musnad Ahmad mentions, man salla yura'i faqad ashraq, wa man sama yura'i faqad ashraq, wa man tasaddaqa yura'i faqad ashraq. That person who reads salah to show somebody else has committed shirk. That person who is fasting so he can boast about it by others has committed shirk. That person who is giving charity so he can show off to others has committed shirk. Allama Qurtubi rahimahullah says, who is that person who speaks about his, for example, he gave charity and then he can't stop talking about it. That is one of two people. One is, he's a proud man. He's got kibber in his heart, so he wants to show off. And pride, respected friends and elders, is labeled as the killer disease. Pride has a sheikh, Zakaria rahimahullah, has got a kitab titled Ummul Amraz. The mother of all spiritual maladies is pride. Hadith of Muslim Sharif says that no person will enter Jannat if he has even one iota of pride in his heart. Pride is so bad, one iota of pride in the heart and this will deprive a person from Jannah. So it's a proud man who speaks about this. And being proud, as I mentioned, is a major sin, which will, which will, which will delay a person's entry into Jannah, which will deprive him of direct entry into Jannah. He still has that pride. Never remove the pride in this dunya. Then like a person generally will have to pay for his sins in the Akhirah. In Jahannam, Allah protect us and save us. Pride is also one such deed. One such misdeed that a person will have to go and cleanse himself off in Jahannam before entering into Jannah. And the second, he says, is a miser. You know, a person who doesn't normally spend so much. A person who doesn't normally do these deeds. So when he does do it, it's like he can't believe he did it. So he can't stop talking about it. He can't stop singing about it like we say. So respected friends and elders, together with having the correct intention, we should ensure that we save ourselves from having the bad intention as well. For this, we need to make dua also. Like we make dua, oh Allah, give us tawfiq to go for hajj. Oh Allah, make our fast easy. Oh Allah, take us for umrah. Oh Allah, give us tawfiq of engaging in different, different ibadat. And in terms of our dunya also, mashallah, we have a long list. We ask Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do we ask Allah to give us the proper intention? Our salafi salihin, the pious predecessors, 
used to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify their intention. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us. He mentioned to Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu when he discussed the same issue that showing off is like shirk. And it is so subtle, it is more subtle than the, the, the movements of an ant. Like you can hardly detect an ant moving in front of you. Even on you sometimes you can hardly feel it. That's how subtle this is. Having the corrupt intention is as subtle as that. Thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu that read this dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove that element, that bad element, having a bad intention, having bad motives, ulterior motives in acts of ibadah and in deen, Allah will remove it. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika an ushrika bika wa ana a'lam wa astaghfiruka lima la a'lam. O oh Allah, I seek your refuge from ascribing partners to you knowingly. And I ask you to forgive me in cases where I may have ascribed a partner to you unknowingly. Ascribing a partner. One is to engage in formal shirk. To formally worship an idol. Allah save us. But here what is being referred to is the second type of shirk. That shirkul khafi. The shirk, ascribing a partner subtly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via having tainted intentions when we are carrying out deeds. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika an ushrika bika wa ana a'lam wa astaghfiruka lima la a'lam. In some riwayat, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, read this three times every morning and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will rectify your intention for you and purify your intention. And in that respected friends and elders lies the protection of the deed. You carry out the deed, it must be with the correct intention. Then when we go to the akhirat, that action is there for us. Then we, then we have that reward, inshallah, secured for us. In Quran, Allah says, مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ عَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا Whoever comes and brings a good deed to the akhirat. Not مَنْ فَعَلَ الْحَسَنَةِ مَنْ عَمِلَ الْحَسَنَةِ That person who did a good deed. That person who carried out that good action. No, مَنْ جَاءَ بِهَا That person who brought the good deed to the akhirat. That is after, that deed must be carried out in accordance to how it is supposed to be carried out and with the proper intention. And later on, he doesn't boast about it, thereby then nullifying that deed. So the important thing is to carry it out here in the dunya, but having ihtisab from Allah, expectation of reward from Allah, so that when we go to the akhirah, that deed is there. Recently, I came across a dua of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. On one hand, Rasulullah some taught him the, the first dua and undoubtedly he would have been reciting it. He is to make another dua. Allahumma habli imanan wa yaqeenan wa mu'afatan wa niyyatan. He is to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, bless me, bestow me with iman, with yaqeen, with afiyat, like we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. وَنِيَّةً And oh Allah, bless me with a good intention. This is also something we have to ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My Ustad, Shaykh Muhammad Awama, Hafizahullah, who lived the first 40 years of his life in Halab, in Aleppo, the next 40 years in Medina Munawwara, mentions, he says, that the people of Medina make a special dua. <clears throat> and this dua they make applies to this topic that we are discussing, Allahumma aslih niyatina wa dhurriyatina. This is a common dua in Medina. And oh Allah, rectify our intentions and our progenies. Allahumma aslih niyatina wa dhurriyatina. Simple. Three, uh, four words. Allahumma, oh Allah, 
اصلح ریکٹیفائی نیاتنا او نیت و ذریاتنا ان او پروجنیز May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding the importance of having the correct intention. And Allah give us the tawfiq of, of having this quality and adopting the quality of ihtisab, expecting the reward from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah save us from shirk, all types of shirk, the major shirk also, and the minor shirk. Allah save us from the killer disease, the mother of all spiritual maladies, kibr, pride. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see the end of the month of Ramadan and accept all our a'mal and actions that we have carried out.